welcome to The Writing Forge, where we discuss tips and tricks for honing your writing. I'm Bonnie. I'm Miranda. And we're your hosts. Let's Let's get get into it. it. Hello, and welcome to this week's episode of The Writing Forge. I'm Miranda. I'm Bonnie. And today we have with us Julie Vick talking about humor in writing. But uh, first, you get to introduce yourself. So how did you get to where you are in the writing world? Yeah, sure. Um, Thanks so much for having me. So I grew up, you know, as I grew up, writing seemed like a strength for me and something I enjoyed doing. So I did it from pretty early on. And so when I went to college, I um, studied journalism and creative writing. I went to see Boulder. And so I knew I wanted to do something writing-wise, but wasn't quite sure, you know, what exactly and those two at the time in the 90s journalism uh, there was more like newspapers and things before things kind of changed so it seemed like that was a good like maybe practical path and then I would do kind of creative writing on the side Um, so I studied fiction in the creative writing that was sort of what I focused on and then um, it's funny I remember like one of the workshops I was in I was writing a short story and one of the f- feedback that I got from someone was, this is funny. I don't know if you intended it to be funny, <laughs> but it is, which I think meant it was just kind of subtle. And I don't know that I had like intentionally put humor in, but I always liked humor and um, was kind of drawn to it and stuff that I watched or read. So I think I started putting it into my writing a bit more. And then um, after I graduated, started di- discovering some more like David Sedaris type, you know, mm. famous um essay writer that uses a lot of humor and started going more toward writing humor. So that is where I focused eventually and kind of found some success and got more publications with humor writing. And then that eventually led to a book that I put out, I guess came out last summer. So nice. yeah. What's the title of your book? So my book is called Babies Don't Make Small Talk. So why should I? <laughs> the Introvert's Guide to Surviving Parenthood. So it's a humorous advice book for introverted parents, like early years kind of pregnancy through preschool. Nice. I yeah. That. I'm going to yeah. need that because I fit that category. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> All right. So let's talk about some humor. Let's start sort of broad. Um, what are the key principles to writing humor? Yeah. So I think that when you're looking at writing humor, you know, there's some different elements of it that you can look at. Um, and I think one thing with humor that comes up a lot is surprise. So okay. um you're expecting one thing and then someone puts in an unexpected thing and that is where the joke hopefully comes from. So I think one um, specific technique that's an example of this, that's something that people can use, is called the rule of three. So it's something that gets used in comedy but you can use it in writing and you'll definitely see it if you start reading for it. It's where there's sort of three things in a list Mm -hmm. and the third thing is unexpected. So an example would be, I like sunsets, walking on the beach and scrolling Twitter to avoid writing or something like that. (laughs) So it's like the third thing is not what we were expecting. And you'll see that I think in other sort of setups and situations too, is just something unexpected. And then I think when you're writing humor, another thing to sort of like think about is who you're targeting for the joke. Mm. Okay. Um, That's something that people talk about, like targeting people that are more in power and not sort of weaker. So Mm. I think that comes up when you're writing satire and things, you know, that you're targeting the politician and not the punch. punch Yeah. Yeah. So punching up instead of punching down. And I think even it can come into play if you're thinking about, you know, having a character 
say something that's a humorous line, like, is it, you know, who is it aimed at and what sort of, where is the joke coming from? So thinking about it in those yeah. ways too, for sure. I was thinking, okay. I, don't, I, um, I think this counts as a principle of writing humor, but just like keep in mind that you don't have to be funny on the first draft. Like you can add in the mm -hmm. things that are funny later on. So I feel like sometimes you might feel pressure, like, oh, I'm writing and it's not funny. Mm -hmm. That's okay. You can make it more funny later. Like, yeah, I think definitely. And I think that's one thing that it's funny. I think that's sort of a misconception about humor is I think sometimes people think like, oh, somebody's just like born funny and mm -hmm. they just like come up with this and it's like easy. But I think comedians and you know humor writers put a lot of work into it. And you're right. Like a lot of times I'll be like, I know I can put a joke here, but I don't know what it is yet. So I'll just put like, Put know, joke fill in it in later. later. <laughs> yeah, exactly. TK. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, yeah, I think definitely like going back and like if that's what you're wanting to do, like putting it in later completely works. I was going to say uh, a question that I had about it because I know a big proponent of live humor is timing. Mm -hmm. And so how does that work when you're translating it to the written word? Because you don't know how fast someone's reading. Oh, yeah. Um, or if it's in an audiobook or you right. know, or how they're how they're receiving the medium. And so like I don't how how do you translate that into your work? Yeah, well that's a good point. And this is obviously a good like practice that right you probably have been told before, but I think reading it out loud, mm -hmm. even if it's not something that you're going to read out loud, is a way to kind of check for where the jokes are landing. Um, and obviously like reading out loud is good practice, right? Just, um, to catch errors, to catch errors and just see how it's reading. So I think that's one way to, um, count the timing. And then one like sort of strategy with jokes is often to try to put the humor like at the end of a line or at the end of a paragraph. And so you sort of end on the punch. Okay. Um, so that's something, another thing that sometimes you can look for or try to get in. Um, along those lines too. That's really interesting. I hadn't thought about that, but I often tell people when I'm editing things like the most important thing should be at the end or the beginning of a paragraph. So if you're writing something funny, that is probably important. And Makes it sense. Go. At the yeah. Punch yeah. lines at the end. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, for sure. And I think it just, you know, like with the point too, sometimes it can get buried if it's mm -hmm. like in the middle. So if you really are trying to hit that punch, sometimes putting it at the end can be good. Do you write any humor in your books, Miranda? I have a very dry kind of humor like it's it's not necessarily like I set up a joke and then I deliver on it it's more like witty one-liners if I can speak today um yeah, for it, sure. it's it's more like a witty one-liner it's more I don't know how I did it but in one of my descriptions like every beta reader that I've given it to they've highlighted the same line and said this is hilarious and so <laughs> yeah. I have apparently done it on accident yeah I would love to be able to do it on purpose yeah well, I, mean, that, yeah. <laughs> I feel like that's an important principle maybe too. Like as you're sharing your writing with other people, pay attention to what they think is funny and then analyze it, figure out why it was funny. Mm -hmm. Or if there's something that you want to be funny and no one commented on it, then then maybe have bring that up yeah. in feedback. Yeah, and I think like, yeah, asking for that, if that's what you want them to read for, like where, you know, highlighting the spots that they think are funny if you're trying to punch something up and make it funnier. But I think also humor is subjective, right? Yeah, definitely. So it's tricky, um, but I think that's another thing that I try to do sometimes is things that I think are funny, analyze what the what the person's doing and how they're getting the jokes in, you know? And so I think you could do the sort of same like highlight thing to somebody else's piece and see like what the strategy behind it is. Another question, since humor is so subjective, how do you decide what kind of humor is right for your genre, your book, your everything else? Cause like I've read some very irreverent books. Uh, <laughs> right. Some of them was an earlier guest, the 
yoga book it's very full of swears and humor and stuff like that Mm -hmm. and it's clearly nonfiction, clearly about yoga yoga yes (laughs) Yes. clearly about (laughs) yoga um and so when do you decide humor is appropriate and for which genres and like is it all is it all subjective or is it sometimes recommended even if it's a darker genre simply so that way you have a change in the emotion and your mm-hmm. reader gets a break and then how far is too far? Right. So those are all good questions. And I think it depends on what you're writing and who your audience is. Definitely. Mm-hmm. So um, I think there is that like sort of irreverent humor you write that's going to appeal to a certain audience. <laughs> and if you're writing like, you know, for younger kids, there's probably like some butt jokes <laughs> that like I know that's what my kids are really <laughs> find hilarious. So that those sorts of things. And then you're right. Like I, I personally think like that you can write almost any serious subject and and work some humor into it because humor is is like a way to release tension, right? Mm-hmm. So if things are really tense in certain situations, then putting some sort of humor into it can kind of break that tension if that's what you want to do yeah. in that situation. And there are definitely books that do that, like Trevor Noah's book, his memoir, Born a Crime. Mm. It's about super serious stuff about domestic violence and apartheid in South Africa, but he's got he's mixing jokes in because he's a comedian, right? <laughs> so yeah, I think thinking about your your audience and your intent, and then what style works for you. So you said like sort of the more like witty or like um, not the like in your face the irreverent humor might work for your writing a bit better, um, and I feel like I tend to write that way a little bit too. So, but other people, I think their style and kind of the audience they're going for is that more like irreverent like Mm -hmm. going for it so the difference between like a British comedian and like Will Ferrell (laughs) yeah exactly yeah so um I think thinking about what your intent is and then obviously if you have a super serious piece you're probably not going to be like cracking jokes like in every you know you're not like filling the pages with jokes but maybe you're just weaving them in a little bit every once in a while or maybe it's a, a lot of times I think it's a character right? mm, if yeah, it's fiction yeah, yeah. that um, offers the sort of one-liners or the comic relief and like an otherwise tense or, or serious situation and that in that case too like you can play off if it's maybe a little bit inappropriate well well it's the character being inappropriate <laughs> yeah. not me the author <laughs> yeah exactly and I think there are those times sometimes where people laugh even though they sort of know it's inappropriate that's like wrong but funny yeah Oh, I've done that. I've pulled that on my mother quite a bit. She's like, that's yeah. so bad. I'm like, but you're <laughs> lying. I know, right? So <laughs> the joke worked even. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so since you brought up fiction, we were going to talk a little bit like how humor writing differs in fiction versus nonfiction because your book is nonfiction. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. My book is nonfiction. It has some satirical pieces. So I tend to write like a lot of satire and then some like essays with humor, more nonfiction realm. Although I guess some satire is sort of fiction. Categorization <laughs> is like a tricky yeah, thing. That's, that's a good point. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. I feel like sometimes I'm writing something that's like more like a funny satirical story. But anyway, um, yeah. So like we were talking about, I think for fiction, sometimes it's like a character that is um, kind of there to have that sense of humor or that comic relief in it. And then, you know, it depends, though, because if it's, like, first person in fiction, I think sometimes it can come from, like, commentary from inner monologue. Yeah, yeah, inner monologue or, like, thoughts about a person or a, a situation, right? And I think those can work in nonfiction or memoir type, type pieces, too, where you're, like, hearing the thoughts of the person and their, um, you know, humorous thoughts yeah. in some way. Yeah. So I think that it can, I think you can definitely work it in in both, but you might just do it in different ways. I like the, um, you were talking about thoughts and things in fiction, and, and there's a lot of debate sometimes, like how should you 
format a thought when you're writing fiction, like if it's third person or first person, and do you italicize thoughts? Mm -hmm. And I think I, I, I have, I've edited a series that's in first person, but um, there will still, so even though the whole narrative is in their person's brain, sometimes there will be an extra thought in, in italics, like a very direct thought. And I think often those are either like, something really bad just happened and so uh, they're 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 emotional right or it's something funny and so i think that's one way that you can do funny in fiction is with the direct thoughts mm -hmm. and it's interesting i think just like in terms of font i guess or, or punctuation sometimes funny gets set off in parentheses like mm, you'll yes. see it that way so like oh like the princess bride yeah yeah or it's all footnotes and yeah, parentheses or sometimes and... footnotes yeah yeah definitely so i think there's ways to just use those techniques too I just keep thinking about the situations, like, because it's, it's getting me thinking as to why some things are funny, like, right. like why is being underwhelming funny? Like, mm -hmm. you know, like this building blows up and the character's just staring at it and his only word is like, crap. Yeah, and it's, exactly. and everybody, yeah. yeah, and usually everybody laughs or chuckles or stuff like that. And so I'm just trying, why is that funny? Yeah, yeah, something <laughs> about the contrast, I think, yeah, of their, like, and the unexpectedness, right? Of like, you expect them to react a certain way, but if they react in an understated way yeah that's not what you expect but it's interesting because I think exaggeration you can use for humor too sometimes like mm -hmm. hyperbole um, when you're describing something or or something along those lines so it depends on the situation right yeah Douglas Adams I think does mm -hmm. hyperbole very well <laughs> yeah. yeah Artemis Fowl I was just reading the second Artemis Fowl series and uh, um, the Fowl twins and it's very I think exaggeration and, and hyperbole a lot of the time yeah it's fun it's an interesting thing, actually. I was writing up my reviews of those books and just on my own Goodreads. And sometimes reading when I'm reading funny fiction like that, I don't really pay attention to the plot. Do you think, does that happen? Yeah, that's interesting. Yeah, I think sometimes if it's like like more, you know, comedic fiction or it's like, an, that's sort of one of their goals, right? Sometimes I think you do get focused on that instead of what's going on. Um, and sometimes maybe that's the goal of what they want with it. Because yeah. I was kind of thinking, I was like, I don't, I don't really know if I could judge the plot of this book, but it was, I enjoyed it because it was funny all the way through. And I think that's okay. I think that's the point of this book. Now I'll say I got to the third one in that series and it like tied everything up in a perfect little bow. And so I was okay. like, okay, I can pay attention to the plot too. <laughs> yeah. It's not just about the funniness. <laughs> right, right. But. Yeah. And it, I think there is, it's funny because my kids love the like Diary of a Wimpy Kid books. And like, I feel like the main point of those are humor, right? So um, I think sometimes you know, I mean, obviously he's making other points and I think they relate to things, but yeah, I think sometimes that is what carries you along when you're reading. Yeah. Well, and does irony work because it's also unexpected? Like I know irony is another tool. Mm -hmm. And so, but is that just again, leaning on the, on the surprise factor? Yeah. I think it is sometimes I'm trying to think if I can think of an example, but I think, yeah, I think the surprise factor sometimes works. The, the best the best example that I saw of irony that's that a teacher showed to me in elementary school, actually, because they uh, someone had played that song. Uh, isn't it ironic? Oh. And oh, everyone's and like, that's not, not irony. irony. <laughs> it's technically <laughs> irony, right? Yes. Yeah. It, it made my teacher very angry. And so <laughs> he he's like, no, do you want to know what irony is? This is irony. And so he drew a picture of a little stick man on a desert island, and he's trying to wave down a ship. Mm -hmm. And he's like, see, this isn't funny. It's, it's just a dude trying to survive. Right. He's trying to wave down a ship to come rescue him. Mm -hmm. And then he wrote Titanic. 
on oh, the back of the ship. Yeah, there you go. And so and he's like, that is irony, mm-hmm. <laughs> trying yeah. to explain the difference. And so, yeah, like, yeah. is it is it the fact that it's like unexpected or is it the fact that you have context and so the dramatic you know, irony. Yeah. 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 Dramatic irony. I think there's like, um, and that's a little bit of it. There's another type of humor that's like reference humor where I think the onion does this mm. all the time. Right. <laughs> or like, um, they point out like some reality of life that everyone can relate to. And that's like kind of what's funny is like, Oh, I do that too. You know? <laughs> yeah. I think the one from the onion I always think of is, um, I'm going to try to remember the headline. I think it's um, man brings, it's something like man brings lunch from home to cut down on small joys. <laughs> so like yes. you think he's going to say cut down on small, you know, right, expenses. Right. expenses. Yeah. yeah. But it's actually joys. So That's it's like twisting one. it. Yeah. And yeah. Then, but I like, you know, people can relate to that. It's like if it gives you a little joy to go out to have lunch every once in a while, do it. Oh, my, my favorite onion a tiny article was related to a friend of mine because mm-hmm. um, she's she's one of those people who likes Robitussin. Oh, yeah. And I do not understand that in the slightest, but she does. And I found an Onion article that was talking about vintage Robitussin now available uh, <laughs> nice. on the market for the first time in like 50 years or well, something so like funny. that. Yeah. And, oh, I'm eager to add it to my collection. <laughs> Well, it's funny. <laughs> Robitussin. Well, it's funny. And it's like, that actually reminds me, it's like certain words are funnier than others, mm. too. Like, yes. Robitussin is a little bit of a funny word, I think. Um, but that's another, like, comedy thing is, like, hard K sounds are often funnier. I remember the first humor writing class I took. Um, she said it's funnier to say Tropicana than say Orange Juice because it's huh. got those, like, sort of K sounds in it. So Please. sometimes, like, pickle, ukulele, like, those sorts of words and there I think there's words that you're just like that's a funny word you just know it when Mm. you see it so I think that's another sort of technique is like I try to keep like a file of like funny words and then when I'm searching for something I can kind of go through it and then just like kind of collect it you know as you collect whatever kind of language as a writer oh yeah back to this what we were talking about earlier about like writing humor is work too like that's one yeah. of the things you do write down anything that strikes you as funny and yes. then eventually and then make it funnier well or, right. or just weave it into your book you know when you're like i need a joke here let me go to my file mm-hmm. of funny things and oh look this one fits yeah exactly and then like yeah sometimes like you said like going back and rewriting it's like you knew there's a line that's like sort of funny but it could be funnier if you just like tweak it a little bit and that's another sort of principle of humor writing is shorter is often funnier so <laughs> Um, if you have a long sentence, that's kind of the joke is getting lost in trying to shorten it and just get it as concise and punchy as you can can sometimes make it funnier too. Is there any other specific humor writing techniques you wanted to bring so up? We talked about a lot of them, but one other one that I think is useful for fiction and nonfiction um, is just like so funny comparisons. So you probably like try to write similes or metaphors. Mm-hmm. In whatever you're writing anyway but um, that's something you'll see humor writers do is just try to make the comparison funny so the one example I think of is I'm not gonna quote it exactly but the comedian Jim Gaffigan in his book he yes. says um, something like when people ask me what's it like to have four kids I say imagine that you're drowning and someone hands you a baby so it's like <laughs> it's like drowning and having someone hand you a baby so you know like coming up with what the situation is like they can compare it to, but in a funny way. And again, sometimes it's not like unexpected or things that you don't think would be there, or sometimes it's just like a funny image, right, mm. that you put in the person's mind. Yeah. 
So I think that's another good one that you can use in fiction and nonfiction for sure. I'm already, I'm, I'm trying to stay focused on the podcast because now my brain's <laughs> like trying to go to my manuscript. Yeah, it's right. like, not yet. No, no. We can do that later. Go back. <laughs> thank you very that's much. Awesome. For yeah, thank you so us. much for having me. Question for our listeners. Share a funny joke that you've seen recently or a meme. I love memes. I was going to I was going to bring up a whole thing on that. So share us your funny memes. I need more writing memes. Please share your writing memes. <laughs> I have a nice file at home. Anyway, stay sharp, my friends. Stay sharp, my friends. That's all the time we have for today, folks. Thanks for joining us for this episode of The Writing Forge, an NCW podcast brought to you by Nagano Press. To learn more about The Writing Forge and our parent company, Northern Colorado Writers, be sure to check out our website at northerncoloradowriters.com. Check out our social links in the description. You can subscribe to The Writing Forge wherever podcasts are aired. If you like this episode, you'd really help us out by rating and reviewing. If you're looking for more informational writing content, be sure to become an NCW member. Stay sharp, my friends. Mm -hmm.